You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site now. We've got our picks up already for week number eight, straight up and against the spread. You can check those out. We already have an early look at the fantasy football rankings. Later on Tuesday, I published the decider there, the stardom sit column for week eight, a comprehensive look at the rankings and players you need to deploy or avoid based on the matchups this week. Before we do that, we got to get talk waiver wire. That's what we're going to do here. It's a pickup Tuesday. That means uh, we focus on the players you need to pick up, whether you're operating in a waiver wire priority system or free agent acquisition budget, or just have a free-for-all if it's free agency. These are the players you should be looking at to help your teams here in week eight as a spot starters or beyond as a bench stash or a player with some upside there for you for the second half of the season. So we'll get into all of that soon. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, Saints-Seahawks, not much to talk about there. It's a 13-10 game. We had DK Metcalf, uh, the big long touchdown for the Seahawks, but nothing else to speak of. Really a mess of a running committee there. A whole bunch of guys carried the ball there. Tyler Lockett really limited here by Geno Smith. So not anything to see there. Metcalf is Metcalf. His talent is that high level. It doesn't matter if it's Marshawn Lattimore on the other side. They're going to get him the ball and go make some plays. It only took one play for him to do it. It's good because it wasn't uh, very pretty the rest of the game. But that's what Metcalf can do. He can take the top off of defense and deliver. So Metcalf is going to be okay. Tyler Lockett, I think, really misses Russell Wilson. So you got to maybe consider some other options if you've got Lockett in your lineup right now. You're not going to get the same consistency or big play upside with Wilson not in there for the Seahawks. So something to keep in mind. But DK Metcalf is fine. Rashad Penny, we can try to see if he can spark the backfield. He didn't look all that good. None of the backs looked all that good. So I think it's a little bit in flux here. Where they're going to go, and it's a good matchup against the Jaguars this week. So you got DJ Dallas and Travis Homer and some of these other backs as well. So it's messy right now. The only Seahawk you can really hang your helmet on is DK Metcalf. Now for the Saints... It's really pretty much Alvin Kamara at this point. Marquez Callaway, we thought, had a pretty good matchup here against Seattle, but they are sort of not interested in throwing the ball that much. If they can win, they want to protect James Winston as much as possible. That said, I think things change a little bit this week against the Buccaneers at home. you got to attack the Buccaneers secondary. You can't run on them very easily. But we could see Alvin Kamara go off again as a receiver. The Bucks struggle with that aspect. Even with Devin White in there, Levante David's on the shelf here for the Buccaneers. So... Alvin Kamara, big receiving game, got his numbers that way. You'll take it anywhere you can get him. That's what makes him a special player. So Kamara and Metcalf, right now in the state of these offenses, really the only ones you can trust. And I think you need that number one receiver to kind of deflect things away from Callaway. And maybe Michael Thomas can return here soon to uh, help that cause here for the Saints. But that's all we've got on that game. There's not much to see there when you have a 13-10 final. And we knew it was going to be a bit ugly with the weather and the, the defense is kind of grinding it out with the quarterbacks, Geno Smith and James Winston. That's how it played out. All right, let's talk fantasy football targets here, and we'll start with quarterbacks. We'll do that in our first segment, then we'll get to uh, 
next uh, running backs and tight ends and close the show looking at wide receivers and defenses there. So three segments, a lot of, to cover on the waiver wire. Deshaun Watson is a question mark. Now a lot of people may have stashed him on their injured reserve spot or reserving a backup spot there in deep roster leagues with Deshaun Watson hoping that he's going to suit up somewhere for the Texans or elsewhere. It's looking pretty close like Deshaun Watson is not going to be a Texan and that he can play right away here. And whatever you think about him off the field and all those situations, we know fantasy football is a little bit different. It's a game we're looking to win and uh, we can just move on that way where Deshaun Watson, you're looking purely as an asset here for your second half of your season. Does he go to Carolina and hurt those weapons there with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson help Anderson produce a little bit more? Maybe Christian McCaffrey returns to help Watson as well. Then you look at the Miami situation. We know Tua Tagovailoa is produced here in two straight weeks here. So Will's, you look at Watson would have some nice upside should he inherit their Jalen Waddle and uh, Mike Isecki and maybe a little bit more out of Devontae Parker. Will Fuller could be returning as well for that team and to Preston Williams and some of the weapons they have. So, yeah, so either situation, Deshaun Watson certainly has appeal. Again, Houston, he would have had appeal if he was just playing there, but he decided not to. So we'll see if he moves. Denver, certainly Watson would have appeal there. I mean, he's Teddy Bridgewater as a streaming quarterback. So anywhere Deshaun Watson goes, he's going to be a QB1, and there's going to be a battle to go get him in a lot of leagues. But I, I think he's going to actually play at least for a good chunk of the second half of the season until this investigation plays out. So we're looking at it purely as a fantasy football asset. Nothing else matters to us at this stage for the game we're playing. Watson should be targeted in all leagues. Now, sticking with the Clemson quarterback theme, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come out and be a lot more useful after the bye. They have a great matchup right away. We mentioned it in Seattle, and uh, Seattle's defense, pretty messy. I know they want to be a run-heavy team, but that helps Lawrence here because James Robinson should run pretty effectively on the Seahawks. That should open things up here. Lawrence is a great streamer this week. Like him a lot. Daniel Jones is someone you can look at as well. He struggled with uh, only Darius Slayton out there, but they still won the game against the Panthers. This week they get the Chiefs. It's a road game, so be wary of that where there could be some mistakes. But let's first check to see if some of these uh, weapons are healthy because if it's going to be Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram, we can't go there. I, I'm not sure about Kadarius Tony returning. I think Kenny Galladay's probably going to have to miss more time. We need Sterling Shepard out there to really help Jones' value. I know he's running okay, but still, I know the Chiefs are vulnerable. The Titans lit them up last week. Jones, you feel a little bit better about, but you'd feel a little bit even better about it if it was a home game, but it's on the road against the Chiefs, hostile environment on Monday night. So Lawrence a little bit higher than Jones this week. Speaking of Jones, another Jones that we can look at is Mac Jones. The Chargers matchup is not good, but he's a guy that you should have as a backup in other spots. I mean, the Chargers run defense is bad, so we know that the Patriots are going to be pretty run heavy, but Mac can maybe play off that and make some plays. So not a terrible streaming option if you're hurting. So between the two Joneses, it's hard, but I would definitely go Lawrence there if I'm looking for someone. Now, Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not going to necessarily force him in the lineup at Cleveland this week. The pass defense can be pretty good, and they've struggled of late, but Roethlisberger has decent enough weapons. They're going to find a way to use that arm a little bit better coming off the bye, so some things to watch there. But those are the quarterbacks you can look at, and again, as the bye weeks uh, come and go, we're going to be less reliant on stretching ourselves, a quarterback outside the top 12 to 14, but this week we should still consider that. Only two teams on bye this week, by the way, so 
we'll see how that plays out. The Raiders not playing, so you might need a Derek Carr replacement there this week. But yeah, looking at it, uh, not a lot of quarterback, but Deshaun Watson definitely stands out here as the stash of the week. All right, we will get into our running backs and uh, tight ends in the next segment, and then we'll get a close. We have a lot of wide receivers to talk about, so we'll save them for last. And a handful of defenses, a lot of them that you can stream this week. Hey, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people drive a lot and are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no cash. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Again, that's the promo code touchdown there to get that offer. All right, so let's continue the show with the look at the running backs to target on the waiver wire. One stands out this week. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We've got you covered on all things around the league there with fantasy football, but with the trade deadline right around the corner, don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus the second half season preview and much more. Catch the show live from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, November 2nd, on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. All right, running backs. One stands out here. It's Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie from Memphis for the Eagles. Miles Sanders had an ankle injury there that popped up against the Raiders. Gainwell scored in that game. They want to use him a little bit more. I feel like they've been holding him back, wanting to get the running game a little bit going. But Gainwell, what I like about him is the versatility in the passing game here. And... He's a good runner, good red zone threat, so he's going to get the ball in key spots here for the Eagles with potential uh, Sanders missing time. And guess who they play this week? It's the Detroit Lions. A very good matchup here. So plug and play Gainwell right away. He's available there. I mean, I know he's owned in a lot of uh, leagues where people speculated that Sanders was struggling or just wanted to have a stash with a lottery ticket. But if he's out there, you got to get him now, and he should be they're managed in all league formats, uh, 10 to 14 team leagues at this point. Rashad Penny, you can take your chance on. I'm not so hot after Monday Night Football, but he's there. He might get the key touches here. They worked him in slowly here. Alex Collins and the rest of the backfield was not all effective, so really drops off from Gainwell to Penny this week. We also have Brandon Bolden. It's very tricky with the Bolden and J.J. Taylor getting the mix. Ramondre Stevenson is a prize scratch there last week against the Jets. He had Damian Harris dominate the backfield, but Taylor getting some good usage there in garbage time. Bolden scoring and leading the team in receiving. He is definitely in the new James White role. Taylor is more in that swing role where Stevenson was uh, that Rex Burkhead was in, and he was pretty effective, but really these are lower end option, deeper league stashes there behind Damian Harris is off injured. Again, we can't trust necessarily that one of these guys would step up with Stevenson looming there. I think if anybody would have desperation standalone value in PPR leagues, it would be Bolden, where J.J. Taylor would need some injury things to work out and Stevenson to remain in the doghouse with his pass protection and fumbles. Samaje Ryan got equal number of carries to Joe Mixon last week. They want to keep using him. That really uh, killed the value of Chris Evans, who was a big factor in the win against the Lions two weeks ago. Ryan scored. 
he got as much work as Mixon. So two Oklahoma products here in the Bengals' backfield. Does this hurt Mixon more going forward? But if you've got Mixon, you have to back him up with P. Ryan. He had the COVID-19 issue, so he might have dropped him or he's available out there. But at worst, he's a high-end handcuff for you. We know that should something happen to Mixon. But he might have a little bit of uh, desperation value here if you're struggling. Uh, again, the Bengals playing the Jets this week, so they should get up big in theory and have more opportunities for Mixon and P. Ryan out of the backfield. Now, Kenny Gainwell we talked about, but Boston Scott also got a look in the end zone there. So Boston Scott's going to be used a little bit more. He's going to go in the Gainwell role while Gainwell steps in Sanders role. Now, we just have to be careful here because the Eagles weren't running the ball at a high level. But uh, Scott, again, slides in there. If you've got Sanders, maybe you can take a shot on Scott if you don't have uh, Gainwell or someone else gets him in your league. Marlon Mack, we'll see if he's on the move from the Colts to the trade deadline. We'll see. Maybe the Ravens step in there with their mess with Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell without uh, Latavius Murray. Someone somewhere might pick up Mack to make him a little bit more valuable. And Peyton Barber, let's watch this injury with Josh Jacobs. latest injury with Josh Jacobs. Had a chest injury. They say he's going to be fine. But if he's not, it would be more of a Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake. And we, we recommended Drake highly, and he looks like he's not going anywhere as a key part of the Raiders' offense. So there, there's a look at the running backs. Not a lot out there. Gainwell really stands out as the marquee target there in all formats. Now, some people at tight end have actually dropped Robert Tunyon of the Packers. I know he's not doing a lot. He's frustrating. He's touchdown dependent. But... They do have an opportunity this week. It changes things with Devontae Adams on the COVID-19 list for Thursday Night Football against the Cardinals. So they might have to target Tunyon most here in this game after the wide receivers. And we also have uh, the situation where the Cardinals are the best tight end defense right now in the NFL. So a little bit of a tough situation, but Tunyon getting usage. If anyone's going to score a touchdown after Adams, it looks like it's pretty close between him and Alan Lazard. So Tunyon's out there. He still has some value. CJ Uzoma there if uh, you're in more regular leagues where Tunyon is managed already. He's a guy you can look at. And Mo Ali Cox as well. These guys have been scoring machines here of late over the last month. Zama, not a lot of volume, but big play and touchdown dependent. Ali Cox, more straight up touchdown dependent. But that's what this position is in fantasy football if you don't have one of the top options right now. Keep in mind, it's pretty decimated. Uh, Darren Waller was on the shelf with an injury last week. They're on a bye this week. The Raiders, uh, George Kittle's not back yet. Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey are there, but uh, you have, other than that, you have Noah Fant and uh, Kyle Pitts doing really well, and a little bit of um there with TJ Hawkinson, but otherwise tight end is a bit of a missed bag, so might as well stick with the guys that are producing. Sometimes you don't worry about the volume of tight end, just the key opportunities and touches there, and Uzama and Allie Cox are certainly getting them with their quarterback. So Zach Ertz, he's a little bit lower because, again, Uzama, I'd see right now being right behind uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. He's kind of usurped Tyler Boyd there as a key player over the slot receiver as they use some tight end sets to create mismatches. Molly Cox, pretty much when uh, T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell are on the shelf, he's the guy that is behind Michael Pittman Jr. Now, the problem with Zach Ertz, it's a lot of mouths to feed. We know DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, and looking at Christian Kirk, and looking at Ronda Moore. Now, that's what makes it a little bit hard. Ertz is a little bit more unpredictable, while Uzoma and Alec Cox will continue to get opportunities. They're pretty good offenses. Ertz is an outstanding offense. He scored in two straight games here. They do look to him in the red zone, and they 
knew that uh, tight end was a bigger part of what they want to do when they got Max Williams going and they made the aggressive trade for Ertz. So there's a reason that they want to deploy Ertz in key scoring situations in Arizona. It's a little harder to trust than Uzama and Alec Cox, but all these three guys should be rostered in leagues of 12 to 14 teams. Tyler Conklin, then we drop into maybe some optional if you're really hurting here. Conklin steps into a really good matchup against the Cowboys safeties and linebackers this week. That's where you figure he would go, and instead of testing them at corner more with uh, K.J. Osborne as the third target behind Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, Tyler Conklin, again, adjusting after the bye, I think they'll w- find ways to get Conklin more involved here. For the Vikings, Dan Arnold coming off a bye for the Jaguars. He's been pretty key. There's no uh, chance of D.J. Chark Jr. returning, so after Marvin Jones Jr., LaVisca Chanel Jr., there's some opening. So when they're not dumping it off to James Robinson, Dan Arnold definitely has an opportunity here to have a bigger role coming out of the bye. So so now we've looked at quarterbacks, running backs, and tight ends. Don't worry, we will get to wide receivers in depth, as well as the defenses that you can look stream here in week number eight. We'll do that in our final segment. We're back and better than ever. New web interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. But online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile device website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On that we have there to receive your promos that's Locked On and you'll get your bonus there. From basketball, football, ba- baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, wherever it's at for whatever sport. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. This episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. With ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Find your often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and what, what, while the person behind the counter orders the parts on a computer, choose the only brand their wearers happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? When Rock Auto has everything you can need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their 100 Hero Bus box and they'll be sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Find them at rockauto.com. All right, time to close this edition of Lockdown and Fantasy Football. Let's pick up Tuesday, waiver wire for week number eight. Let's focus on wide receivers. Michael Gallup looks like he's about to return, could be activated in IR. We saw last week uh, Jarvis Landry getting back in the mix, some other players as well, Traquan Smith. But Michael Gallup has more of the upside here. Cedric Wilson had some production value there behind Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb got some touchdowns, but Gallup is just the better player. They've been waiting for him to come back. He also has route versatility where he can go inside-outside to match what Cooper and Lamb can do here for Dak Prescott. So, assuming Dak Prescott is okay with a calf strain to play against the Vikings this week, Michael Gallup could step in and have a big role immediately here. That would hurt the value a bit of Dalton Schultz and a Blake Jarwin at tight end. So, they love Gallup. Gallup's also looking for a contract elsewhere. So we'll see. Maybe Michael Gallup gets dealt as well. So some things to watch there with the Cowboys this week. But Gallup certainly has <coughs> a lot of value here 
coming off a bye and a chance to uh, be healthy and have an impact immediately here in this Vikings game against a pretty weak secondary that does not have Patrick Peterson now in it either. The next player, I'm bumping him up uh, because of uh, the issues with uh, Devontae Adams with the COVID-19 list. He's probably not going to be playing on Thursday night, so... Al Mazard scored in the past two games, being involved a lot behind Adams. We'll see if Marquez Valdez-Scantling gets activated from his hamstring injury. That could complicate things, but I think MBS has some value. The guy that I would see bumping up to get the key targets because of the trust with Aaron Rodgers is Al Mazard. Now, I'm not sure there if MBS is going to be available, but Lazard should be the guy with Robert Tunyon just by default here, so that's why we like Tunyon if he's been dropped, so Tunyon and Lazard did score against Washington there in week 7, so i got to bump him up big time, because he's a guy that's being used here, even with Adams in the lineup, without Adams, you figure Rodgers is going to go there a lot more, and we've seen that before when Adams has been on the shelf here as recently there as last season, so Lazard again, a pretty high target here, Rashad Bateman looks like he's here to stay Unfortunately for Mark Andrews managers, this may not be a good development because he's getting a lot of good looks. They're opposite Marquise Brown, and he's making some plays. He's a good, efficient route runner, can get downfield, can get to the middle of the field. So that's maybe not great for Mark Andrews, but uh, for Rashad Bateman, I think he can uh, be still a factor as this Ravens defense is still not very good. The high passing volume here with Lamar Jackson is going to help his production. Now, LaVisca Chanel Jr. has been very quiet for the Jaguars. We thought he was going to have a bigger role here since DJ Chark went down, but they'll try to use him a little bit more as well as uh, their uh, Dan Arnold behind uh, Marvin Jones, the most trusted receiver here for Lawrence. So, Chanel, if he's been dropped in some leagues, he's had some upside. Darius Slayton, you can't forget, he has good chemistry with Daniel Jones. If they're stuck with him a lot, it's a matchup against the Chiefs secondary. This week, so if all those guys, uh, Shepard and Galladay and Tony are out again, Slayton should have a pretty busy target role this week. Will Fuller could be returning for Miami. Let's watch that here. And maybe have some upside here. It is a tough matchup this week, however, against that Bills secondary. Jameson Crowder should be used more. It's a big change here to Joe Flacco as uh, Zach Wilson will, will miss two to four weeks with a PCL injury. It's a strain here to his knee that he suffered early against the Patriots. They reacquired... Joe Flacco, who was the Eagles' kind of third stringer with Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. So they got him back because they wanted a veteran to start that wasn't Mike White. They're the youngster there from Western Kentucky. So Crowder, these guys uh, could be in the mix a little bit more. The veterans, Jameson Crowder, should have uh, key targets there with Corey Davis. So it's a big, actually, bump up to all the Jets' skill players, and especially in a matchup where, where the Bengals' defense is pretty good. I know they have a pass rush. The Jets' offensive line a little bit banged up. That could be a problem here to get the ball downfield. But they do have some issues in the secondary, as we saw with uh, what Brown and Bateman were able to do at wide receiver. So Davis and Crowder should have some success this week. Now, let's look at uh, our other guy here. We look at... Uh, Brian Edwards getting a little bit more involved. It's tough to trust a Raiders receiver. It seems like it's a different person every week between Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro at this point, opening it up a little bit more in the offense. Uh, Edwards, uh, though, is a pretty good talent. It's a big target. Uh, it's not a bye week, so we'll see how they adjust the offense coming out of it. But what we want to see is regular uh, 11 personnel with Ruggs, Edwards, and Renfro, and we'll have a little bit of feeling about that. K.J. Osborne, I mentioned it might be more Tyler Conklin there based on the matchup this week. Van Jefferson getting it done for the Rams. Can they sustain three wide receivers like they did a few years ago with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks in that role? We'll see. Jefferson's more hit or miss as a big play target, but it seems like he's uh, caused Deshaun Jackson to fade here as a big play guy. 
And Khalif Raymond, right now he's the top wide receiver du jour for the Lions. It is, again, a matchup against the Eagles. Their secondary can be burned a little bit. I think a lot of underneath throws that you're going to get this week. So maybe a chance for Raymond and TJ Hawkinson to do some damage on shorter routes. All right, so there's a look at uh, the wide receivers there. A lot of wide receivers we covered went down the line here. Let's look at uh, defenses. A lot of good defenses to stream this week. The Bengals actually were a very good defense last week. They got after it, got turnovers, and uh, got sacks there with Terry Hendrickson leading the way in Baltimore. A tough matchup. Now they get a great matchup against Joe Flacco and the Jets here on the road this week. The Eagles uh, draw the Lions team. And uh, Eagles were disappointing, I think, against the Raiders. I think they had an opportunity to make some plays, but their defense did not show up there in the desert. They should do a little bit better here at Ford Field this week. The Falcons get the Panthers. We'll see what their quarterback situation is. Is it more Sam Donner or is it more P.J. Walker? Falcons offense scoring some points. That's going to put pressure on the Panthers here and maybe some chances to tee off in the second half for that Falcons front. Now, let's look at the Seahawks this week. At home against the Jaguars, they should be desperate for a win after the tough losses there against the Steelers and Saints. So, should be more motivated. They're playing better, as we've seen uh, there against the Saints. They came to play... A little bit more Pete Carroll's trying to get them to make plays, and uh, we know that there's always a danger of uh, Trevor Lawrence making a big mistake that turns into a touchdown. And the Chargers finally a team. Now, the Patriots matchup is hard to trust them in, but it is Mac Jones, and if the Chargers can get ahead and pull the Patriots out of their running game to attack the Chargers' biggest weakness, then you can see Mac Jones putting it up in, uh, in arms away this week. Here, So those are the best available streamers there for you at defense here for week number eight. All right, so we've wrapped up the waiver wire here on a pickup Tuesday here. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Don't forget, tomorrow we will turn to breaking down the games of week number eight, starting with that marquee Thursday night football affair between the Packers and Cardinals. So that'll be a matchup Wednesday. We'll tackle the first half of games, and we'll do the back half of games there on matchup Thursday. Now make sure your second lesson here on the network is Peacock and Williamson and their NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. This wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day. Good luck in your waiver wire claims, and we'll see you tomorrow to break down all the games of week number eight.